What's up, bridal babes? I hope you're ready to talk all things weddings with me in another exciting episode of your favorite wedding podcast, Bridal Buzz. I'm your host, Kat, and today we're joined in the studio again by my mom, Cynthia. Ta-da! Yep, she has been mother of the bride, mother of the groom, and we are going to be talking about all things mother of today. So buckle up, pour up, get your blanket chill out get ready for the mother load get ready for the mother (laughs) or the mother unload the mother of load (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you hit that subscribe button follow us on instagram tiktok all those places online before we get into this episode it helps me to just get what we're doing out to more people so with that let's go ahead and get started How exciting. <laughs> I am so excited about today. It's going to be an amazing episode. Mom's back in the studio, Bridal Bay. Back in the house. <laughs> um, her- in the new studio. In because new- our last episode was on the old studio. And this is like Bridal Buzz. Yes. Love and- the, the bee hive vibe thing. So yeah. yeah. And it's like my house. So and it is your house. <laughs> it's very special. Oh yeah. And your name is Cynthia. For those who are interested in who she is besides. And if you're not interested, it's Julie. <laughs> if you are interested, it's Cynthia. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's been about seven months since my wedding. I can't believe it. And it's been about a week and a half since my brother's wedding. Nine days. <laughs> Nine days. Yeah. So you've officially been mother of the bride and mother of the groom. And technically, groom got church married on the beach two weeks after your wedding yes to be like not living in sin until the wedding celebration deal that was nine days ago so three weddings in seven months actually yeah (laughs) mother the groom twice mother the bride once yeah and so i'm this is all very fresh for me Mm -hmm. Uh and normally you would be like oops um two weddings in one year same person Uh uh-oh but (laughs) (laughs) to the same bride though yeah so we're we're doing okay yeah we're doing okay um and they're (laughs) super in love i think they just got back from their honeymoon in costa rica did they get back or are they still there uh maybe they're in pittsburgh i don't know i don't know yeah but while we're recording this this is the week of thanksgiving it is and so it's craziness i'm so thankful that you're here had time to come in and record a little episode that we can put out all things mother of so yay yeah the lane i can speak from (laughs) i've also been a bride once true so far just kidding (laughs) just kidding not kidding (laughs) yeah i mean you guys could potentially have a vow uh, oh we totally should at some point we totally you know i'm over here like with all my wedding industry i know knowledge i'm like please let me let's plan a little it. vow let's renewal i'm like hey that ceremony site was 500 dollars in colorado not gonna lie that would be amazing because right? uh, so much has happened in 30 years i would totally like my husband now is like the man of my dreams Aww. um and i have also gone through a lot of transformation and growth yeah. and so i think i'm closer to like the woman of his dreams and so um it's yeah we're, we're married to new people. Yeah. Yeah. This is our new improved marriage. All right. So I feel like when people think of mother of the bride, mm. mother of the groom, mm. obviously two very different roles, traditionally speaking. Traditionally speaking. If 
the bride's parents are paying for the majority of the wedding, the bride's parents are just going to naturally be more involved with the wedding. Um, but we have families, family friends that it's been 50, 50 split. And I'd actually be interested to talk to them and see how involved were you as the parents of the groom, even though you were contributing 50, 50, do you feel like you were 50, 50 involved in the decision-making? And I also have friends who did everything for their son's wedding because the mom of the bride just didn't have the emotional, financial, energy resources available to do that for her daughter. And mm. I think these are these are good things for us to talk about. Yeah. And so I guess before we get into the juicy stories from Reddit, what is something that when you started, when I got engaged, what was like the first thing that crossed your mind as I'm going to be the mother of the bride? This is something that I need to do or like this is something I need to think about. Um, didn't you give me a mother of the bride, like little, like a wine tumbler yeah. thing? Mm -hmm. And I, that was really special actually um, because um, it's your engagement. It, is, it was your wedding. But the fact that you gave me that was actually like really sweet because I was like, I have a part in this play. Aww. You know, I got I got a part. It's a speaking part. Yeah, you did. Get a speaking <laughs> like, part. I did. I got a speaking part. So, um, so from the from the beginning, I was excited about and and really wanted to do my part well. You yeah. know, there's like the as your parents part, but then there's like the like my little special role part and mm. I wanted to do it in a way that would be pleasing to you so yeah, yeah very you, excited to be you did a great bride. job but you also gave me feedback you know like the first thing that I was thinking when I was like mother the bride was like okay so I kind of had this idea of like at a wedding the most beautiful woman in the entire place is the bride the mother the bride is supposed to be like the second most beautiful person at the party and then and then the groom's mom and it's just kind of like like, you don't want to overstep your position. Yeah. And I think just weddings that I had been to, the the mother of the bride was kind of like muted mm. and not spectacular. And I, w I, can, I can totally do muted. It's not my MO, um, if you know me. <laughs> uh, but I can do <clears throat> muted to, to honor whatever, right? And so I kind of was sending you some dress ideas and, and you go, mm-mm. Like and you were like, Mom, I want you to look hot, and yeah. I was like, Oh, be proud. Okay, and so I was. You gave me the freedom to pick something that um, I it was shiny, it was pink, it was fitted, mm -hmm. it was sequiny. It was a halter neck. Yes, yeah. and I I literally never felt so beautiful as I did that day. Um, but you you gave me that uh, freedom, and I appreciated that. I think it's important for the bride to communicate with her mother if she does have expectations because your personality is also very, um, ta-da, you yes, know, like, yes. da -da -da. and, and so like if the bride is shy, um, and the mother going all out on the sequins and yeah. the glitter eyeshadow and the little, 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 yeah, I mean, if you I know, had it, been wearing like a simple crepe dress yeah and it, I wanted to be all hmm, no that you know so I think just gosh I mean I probably am going to say the word communication like a hundred times during this interview because it there's so much that mm -hmm. comes down to communication and you communicated your wishes for me and that unleashed me to go what was fun for me mm. but it wouldn't have been fun for me to do it if it were against what you wanted yeah so communication yeah so what would what would be your piece of advice to 
mother of the bride, mother of the groom, like when they're approaching that outfit decision, mm. like where, where do they start and how they handle, you know, however their yeah. son slash so, daughter. Great question because, um, the other person to take into consideration. So as the mother of the groom, I communicated with the mother of the bride for right. my son's wedding. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you going to wear? Because I didn't want to like outshine her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? She she also gave me, she goes, look, don't worry about what I'm going to wear. Yeah. You Kelly's know? mom is so sweet. She is so yeah. sweet. I know. I love her. She's like, um, you just do you. Yeah. But but she did send me a picture of her dress because I was thinking, like, I didn't want to wear pink if she was wearing pink. And, right. that, you know, I just, I, I just, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I reached out to her and, and she sent me a picture of her dress, which was actually kind of in the green family. And I'm like, okay. And um, so the dress I ended up going with as a mother of the groom, although I was looking for like maybe blue, traditionally boy, whatever, <laughs> bright orange. Yeah, it was so fun. It was fun. It was perfect, but it was not, it wasn't sequins. It wasn't overstated. It was kind of a uh, matte. Yeah, it was all texture, one tone. One, one tone, fabric. very simple. Yeah. But I felt splendorous if that's a word it is now, um, <laughs> without being um, overstated. Yeah. Does that make sense? But I did communicate with the mom right. of the bride, which also brings us back to communication. Communication. Because you know what? Like with with um, Jackson's parents, we like met once in person. His dad and or twice. But you had met his mom. Yes, his mom several times. times. Yes. But, but, like, but like we did, you know, so like they're – when when your child is getting married, you have a unique relationship with your child. You have a unique relationship with your future daughter, son-in-law. And you have a unique relationship with that young lady or man's mother and yes. maybe separately father. <clears throat> and then you get into stepmother and stepfather and... Or maybe there's an uncle who plays that role. And, yeah. you know, and so, so the better the relationship... Um, the, the healthier the communication, the better everything's going to go. Yeah. But you're not always starting from that place. Like when my oldest got married a year and a half ago, it's been a busy season. <laughs> um, I had met the groom's mother, but I still haven't met the groom's father. Hmm. And so, you know, and you, so you don't always have that launch pad to like launch into this amazing communication. Yeah. So you kind of have to like navigate. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's like something kind of this myth that needs to be busted is like I grew up thinking that my family and the family that I marry into are just going to be best friends and you know like hang out all the time and go on all these vacations together and like they get along there's no problem there but it took like four and a half years of Jackson and I dating to to get like a sit down meet up between my parents and his dad and stepmom and you know there's no ill feeling there or anything it just is what it is but it's different than I pictured it's different than you pictured and I think you know for all the bridal babes out there that might be dealing with bringing families together the combining of families and it's not going the way that you pictured it it, you know, it, it's okay. That's life. A lot of things are going to go differently than the way that you picture them. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that something is off. It just means it's different. 
Um, so take it with a grain of salt, I guess, is all I'm going for. Yeah, you. and I also think like f- figuring out like what is your, and a lot of the parent of the bride and, and being the bride, like what is actually your responsibility? Yeah. You know, like you put out there like dinner invitations and, mm-hmm. and stuff like you did things that you could do, but you can't control other people. Right. Sorry if that's so news insane. to anybody, but you can't. <laughs> Even if you're the bride. Yeah, we talked about this in last yeah. week's episode. It's like there is no way that you can have 100% control over other adult human beings. Like it just doesn't work that way. Or children or, or ch- pets. Yeah, it, there's a little bit more room for, you know, authority being held over children and pets. True. Like I can only hold so much authority over my bridesmaid, even though I'm the bride, you know? Like they have their own job. They have their own life. They have their own, you know, health to take care of and things Mm -hmm. that they have to do. So if I'm the bride that is thinking that I'm going to be in control of every moving piece, that's, yeah, that's, that's when you get into the too much. Yeah. And I hate the word bridezilla, but I mentioned it last time. It's like, that's when you start getting into that territory and people Mm -hmm. are going to start to have resentment toward you that is the last thing you want as a couple getting married right is your bridal party secretly having resentment toward you because of the way that you are handling no the wedding you know like you have to be a certain level of easygoing you have to be a certain level of understanding Anyway, this is a tangent that has nothing to do with the mother of, but But there's so much. Yeah, so much good meat to talk about. Anyway, um, so what would you say is the biggest difference between being a mother of the bride and mother of the groom? Hmm. The biggest difference between being the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom from my lane, right? So I know it's different for every wedding. Yes. um, Is probably just input input yeah because as the mother of the bride um we were paying for the wedding and so like looking at the venue and tasting the food and And you know looking at things instagram yeah yeah. and so like i i felt like we had input you know and even painstakingly picking out the wines to serve the worst i know (laughs) um but it was like I had lots of room for input. Yeah. And as the mother of the groom, so that's just my experience, it was like, oh, that's the venue you picked. Oh, I didn't even know where the food was coming from. Knew nothing about the or flowers. Knew nothing. Be, yeah. And it was kind of freeing because I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, and and so I yeah, I think input is was kind of like the overriding difference. Yeah. Financially, the input was different, but you know, but, but, but good. Yeah. Good, uh, good both times. Yeah. But it just is different because there's traditional brides, family, grooms, family, different things and yeah. how you fit into that. And again, it's not all the time, every time, but our, the expectations were different. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just now realizing you walked with my brother, John Alexander, um, at my wedding and at his wedding. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. We'll need to like print those pictures side by side. Side by side. Yeah. Their photographer did great. I know. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And she was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I think her name is Kaya. But like I met your photographer. Yes. I got to know your photographer. Yes. He knows you by name. Oh. Yeah. He loves you. Ulysses. Um, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that was a videographer. My bad. Close. <laughs> I know. Not close in the word, but yes. Yes. Yeah. 
But yes, both yes. The, both the team, the yes. photographer and the videographer, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. But for John Alexander's wedding, I, you know, I mean, I just didn't have to pick it. I didn't have to have that no. relationship. It didn't need my approval. No. So just very, yeah, very different mm-hmm. being the mother of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the funnest part about being the parent of someone getting married? Oh, Gosh. Okay. So the wedding day is the wedding day, right? So there's all this excitement. And I mean, the hours that I spent cumulatively, not all at once, thinking about that moment when my daughter comes from the, and I didn't know that there was going to be a first look. So I pictured Jackson seeing her like for the first time I pictured him losing it, you know, but I just had (laughs) all these fantasies around that moment when my daughter came from the back of the church to the front of the church and all the people getting that first look um, from the all, every dress you tried on, I played it out in my mind. Like, what would this dress look like, Aww. you know, on my baby girl walking down that aisle? So there was like, there was like the day of the wedding. And so when that day actually came and you're at the back of the chapel with the doors closed and, and I had spent so much energy building this up in my mind I actually started to like not have a panic attack but have like this I'm gonna pass out I can't breathe I was like I was like blowing air my father-in-law's on my side and he's like got his hand on me my nephew Sebastian's behind me he like puts his hand on me and I'm just like (sighs) we have a picture of this moment I'm like (laughs) I am like oh my gosh like this is the moment this is the moment that I've just been like Every dress you tried on, like, like, like things that as you were growing up, I'm picturing like, you know, your dad, like taking you to the father daughter dance at church, you know, like all these little things and like picturing like one day he's going to be walking around down the aisle. And like, so all of this like emotional energy towards this moment was like, you know, I almost lost it and I got it together and it, you know, you, you, it didn't take a year for you to get from one end to the other. It took like, you know, 20 seconds. But like, but it just was like, like. A lifetime. Like, yeah, it's like time slowed down and you came in and there was that moment. And so it was like, but for my son, I don't know that I ever actually pictured like him walking me and sitting me in the chair and then standing there and like how he's going to react to his bride. I don't know why. It's a big moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also didn't know they were going to have a fir- first look, but I just hadn't like. When he was younger, da 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 da. Like I never played that forward. Mm-hmm. So like my role is mother of the bride versus mother of the groom. Just in the fantasies I had about these magical moments of life. Yeah, it wasn't for my son and his wedding. It was for you and your wedding. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So that was a big difference. Traditionally speaking. It, the bride thinks about their their wedding day so much more than whoever's in the groom's role does their whole life. So it makes sense that you as the parent are also thinking about the bride's wedding more than you would be about the groom's wedding one day. Well, and you think about like Cinderella, you know, and the prince came and they went off and da-da-da-da. It's, it's always from her perspective, not his perspective. Right. Like what was the prince's story when he kissed this woman who'd been asleep with Sleeping Beauty? Like... She had to have some like stank <laughs> breath, you know, when he kissed her. Yeah. Like, what was his perspective on like, that? Like, why did he want to kiss is that, a sleeping is, girl? Is That's that who he weird. wanted to marry? Yeah. Some girl that like lived with seven men, you know, and he <laughs> and, like had stank breath and he's going to like kiss her and marry? Like, did yeah. he dream about that? But it's all these like 
fantasy getting married being the happily ever after thing it's like from the girl's perspective right so that's a whole like we should write children's books yeah sh- from the princes hello yeah. yeah like right the princess and the frog yeah. and like what about the, i mean aladdin you kind of get his story a little bit you, true you know? mm. yeah yeah it is called aladdin not jasmine <laughs> but it's still like about her, her falling in love with him uh-huh you yeah know? so it's like and maybe that's because you know disney has figured it out uh selling um cars that turn into robots is going to sell better to boys yeah and you know bride veils sell better to girls yeah you know they figured it out Probably. we're just wired a little differently <laughs> so depends on who you ask but depends. yeah okay so what else what was the hardest part about being the parent of a of a person getting married well, it's been a financially draining year with two <laughs> weddings, um, which fortunately we, people in our life who are older than us kind of gave us the heads up like, yeah, you saved for college. You've got three girls. Uh, you might want to start saving for the weddings too. <laughs> so it wasn't like out of the blue shock, like, oh my gosh, weddings cost money. Like, right. so we did have like some preparation in place for that and some ideas of how we were going to, you know, work with each kid and and everything. So that helped that art to kind of already have an idea. But I would say um, just the cost mm. of, you know, weddings. Yeah. Like even John Alexander's little beach wedding, well, that was two airfare round trip and hotel. And we had this mini rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And then they had like this little mini honeymoon. And they, this little, it was like a micro, you know, pre, but, but I mean, that costs money. Yeah. Right. And so weddings are expensive. They don't, they don't have to be. Yeah. See your $500 venue, mm-hmm. but for everyone to get to your $500 venue. It costs money. It costs people money. Yeah. And so, um, I'd say that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. And for everybody that's not, that's not the situation. Sometimes the hardest part is, you know, the expectations that they have of the other person. I mean, there can be other hard things, but for us, for you I think, personally, yeah, yeah, because we didn't really have a lot of drama, a lot of crazy, crazy. It just was, no. it just and was the expensive. drama. The drama we had, we we managed. It wasn't like, yeah, no. no, nothing got blown out of proportion. Nothing caught on fire. Thank God. Um, and you know, it just was what it was. And I think we were queens of rolling with the punches we did good yeah yeah so yeah we did good yeah (laughs) (laughs) what was the most unexpected part about being a parent of someone getting married the most unexpected part well i guess it would be like if i i kind of want to break it down to like the three different weddings the most unexpected part about being the mother of the bride I guess just all the details being my first wedding to plan, you know, to the end, it's like, okay, well, who's going to, who's going to get the charcuterie stuff set up for the welcome party? Yeah. Who's going to, I mean, cause we did a welcome party. We did the, and even, even so we didn't really plan for like, what are the grooms and men going to eat the wedding day? Yeah. And that was kind of a, y'all have our leftover breakfast. Yeah. I mean, we, we did, but like the, the number of details, I'm kind of a, an artist and kind of like big picture painting thing and I'm not an accountant where it's like line item, line item, mm-hmm. line item. And so like 
that just yeah so that would be your what was the question the, the most, most unexpected, unexpected yeah. yeah just just the volume of little details yeah the, and like delicating like who's gonna do this and what time and communicating with that person can you do yeah. this da, 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 da. that's a lot and again it was the bye-bye brunch it mm-hmm. was the wedding it was the getting ready it was you know so it was a whole weekend of lots of little details yeah and even the getaway car was like god provided the getaway car but we thought we had a plan, but that wasn't going to work. And yeah. so we had no car. And then my cousin brought a car and it was perfect. Yeah. Thank God. Because some perfect. of those pictures, the pictures in the car are some of my favorites. I know. They're night. amazing. Yeah. And it was completely unplanned. But, no. you know, but it was a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And even the things we thought we had, you know, yeah. so, so details. Yes. Um, The most unexpected thing for my son's wedding, I thought that the reception hall was going to have air conditioning ah. in the heart of Florida. And it didn't, and that's fine. And my dress was strapless yeah. and like short in the front, yeah. but long in the back. And it was fine. You got lucky. I blessed. Yeah. But it was unexpected. And so I found out the day of the wedding <laughs> that that was going to happen. So like the other dress I was looking at, though thin, was like to my neck to long sleeves. It was like this bodysuit with this really flowy skirt. Beautiful. But I would have like, been yeah. miserable. Yeah in that dress so i'm not saying you have to have a backup dress but communicate yeah you know the more you the more you know about the venue even as a mother the groom again you're not that involved with like picking the stuff but the more you can know about it the better you can be prepared and then not be so caught off guard so that was probably that yeah and thank god you found out that because we were able to tell the other men that were like planning on wearing three-piece suits exactly my dad was like i'm gonna wear a matching vest and i'm like i'm not gonna need need it Mm -mm. not gonna need the vest Mm -mm. yeah it was like 80 degrees and balmy balmy Yeah. yeah which was fine yeah but it's good to know yeah, it was such a fun wedding. It was. The most unexpected thing probably for them was that their DJ dropped out. And so my brother is a musical genius and put together a three-hour mix for the dance floor. that With no slow songs. With no slow songs. It was like a club <laughs> house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it was, was on. Poppin'. It was so fun. It was on yeah. all night long. But they like rolled Donkey with that Kong. one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yep. And we like got some last minute things for the dance floor, some like glow sticks that ended up just being like the life of the party. party. (laughs) Who knew? So yeah, it's, you can plan and plan and plan. And then the things you plan for fall through and the things you didn't plan for end end up being the best part of the day. You know what? And and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Go with the flow. Yep. Go with the flow. DIFY, do it for you. You know, yeah. Communicate with. Communicate. Anybody involved. But even so. It wouldn't have made a difference, yeah. you know, like just so, yeah, being just, just being available, you know, yeah. to like what what's needed and just showing up, just being available. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I think we can get into some stories. Wed it. Reddit. Wed, Wed it. All right, bridal babes. So as I was looking for stories for today's episode... It's just like the drama of be like when I look at mother of bride, mother of groom on Reddit, it's just drama central. Do you feel like it was a dramatic position to be in for you? Like, hmm, not for me. Yeah. I mean, you're not a drama person, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> I always took the class, yeah. but uh, I never wanted to bring it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I think it just 
sometimes it can weddings and funerals just have a way of like bringing to the surface things that maybe we've been putting off dealing with yeah and it could be a control issue it could be unforgiveness it could be bitterness it could be judgmentalness judgmental yeah. whatever that word is um so so as you see those things come to the surface don't feel guilty don't don't be harsh on yourself but just go huh i wasn't really aware of this this is coming into my awareness um i would say like ask the lord about it lord what do you want to what do you want to tell me about this thing that's coming up this jealousy this controlling issue you know and let let the wedding let the you know i'd say let the funeral but like but like if when things come up and weddings bring stuff up instead of lashing out at people you know bring it into your little like your little personal you know meeting with the lord kind of space and and let let healing happen yeah let resolve happen let that forgiveness start to flow you know and just like let let but you know don't feel guilty or or mad that you have these things coming up just don't suppress them because that's over when this if it's already if the wedding's already bringing it up it's going to come up so like go with it but bring it to a place where you can experience like resolve and healing so that you're not pouring out your you know trunk yeah into this beautiful sacred space of marriage yeah i think there's that and then there's also when people get into a position of power sometimes they can abuse it and that's what I feel like a lot of these stories oh, are okay. about. Is well, let's see like, what the questions are and let's go from yeah. there because I don't really, I've not, no, we, but we don't you prepare. Said, what you said is is spot on of just like weddings and funerals. They bring out heightened emotions in people. and But emotions are not bad. They're signals. Right, right. And so we have to just be neutral and go, this is what this is. What are we going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And like be objective and like get the help we need. Yeah. Because nobody has a, you know, past that involves zero hurt, zero pain, zero offense, da, 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 da. So just like, yeah, press in. All righty, let's get into it. The first story of the day. Mm-hmm. Olive wants to hear it too. <laughs> Title is, Parents Already Decided Table Assignments? We're a few weeks out and just finalized our attendee list. My fiance and I are visiting my parents and wanted to show them the table assignments we had put together. Right when we bring this up, my mom says, oh, I'll show you what I have. Pulls out a list she made on her own and starts telling us how it will be. When we start mentioning some of the differences we have on the assignments we had put together, she shut us down immediately. She says she has already told various guests who they're sitting with. One, I'm pretty upset that she told guests where they're sitting without running it by us first. Two, my fiance and I disagree with her about who should be at the primary two tables. There is a sweetheart table for us, no wedding party, but two 10-seaters on either side of us. We wanted our closest family members there. She has her close friends there instead, displacing our closest family members to tables further back. Three, is this common? That mother of bride unilaterally decides seating without input from the couple? Four, should I just let this go? I've been steamrolled about a ton of stuff. I'm exhausted. I'm torn between feeling like I should stand up for once versus just trying to stick it up so I don't cause waves. Okay, so this is super duper loaded. (laughs) Like a loaded big potato. Like a big burrito. Like a big loaded something something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what I'm hearing is I've been steamrolled 
on a lot of things already. Yeah. So without knowing anything about these people, it sounds like mom is used to running uh, the show. Running the show. I don't hear anything about her husband, whether it's the dad or not, (laughs) saying, now, honey, maybe we should listen to what they had. So he's maybe in the habit of being passive. Yeah. Which just feeds into her steamrollingness. Right. And so, um, but, you know, this could be your situation. Um, If you are the steamroller, empty your gas tank, take a step back. This is an exercise of learning to... Uh, let other people make decisions and you rest. It's not all on your shoulders. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot going on right there. Um, I know that I worked up your seating chart and I shared it with you and you were like, uh, no. <laughs> and we did. We went back and forth. Yeah. Um, on my son's wedding, I had nothing to do with it. And I even, you know, will like help put little pictures on the table at the reception. And then my husband went through, your dad, and he went through and he noticed that somebody was put at a table separate from other people. And he was like, that's not, these people shouldn't be where they're assigned. Yeah. And and it mattered to him. And so he reached out to me and I reached out to my son and my son was like, <clears throat> no, we thought about it. We have him there because we want to blah, 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 blah. And, and my husband, re- you know, he, he reached out directly and he's like, I strongly disagree. I mean, he really, so he picked his battle. Yeah. So like, did he, did he say, no, the napkin should be rolled, not folded? Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. So like, if it's important to you, and this was important to him, mm-hmm. this was like, I'm willing to die on this hill. No, important. yeah. If you know my dad, you know, he doesn't. He wouldn't be calling my brother on his wedding day to have a fit if it wasn't It was a big it. deal. Yeah. So he was willing to die on that hill. He took his stand. He didn't force, he didn't do it without my son knowing, but he let him know why he felt that way, how strongly he felt about it. And in the end, my son was willing to, okay, well, you can change it, but leave this the same. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And honestly, it was the right move. Yeah. So, you know, in this seating chart thing, you know, uh, the more input you have, the better, but you can't please everyone all the time. Yeah. And so like we honored the people that you wanted to honor, which wasn't necessarily what I was thinking, but, but like Jeannie, mm-hmm. you know, she like was like, wow, I, I really love where yeah. you sat me. We had like two l- very overly long tables, <laughs> like probably just needed to be a table shorter or something. And so we were like, okay, well, how do we use this extra space? I can't put all of my family members at this table. So why don't I honor kind of like the people that are, I don't even want to say senior citizens, but like people who are older and who have been, you know, maybe at your wedding too. Yes. Like that it's so special for them to be able to be here. Yes. They should have a a seat of honor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Seating charts matter. Yes. Feelings can get hurt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, I always say you you take it a lot more personally before you've been the bride. Yes, we or had this conversation. Before you're the mother of the bride, yes. like you probably you just have a totally different perception over it, and it can feel very political. It can feel very like, oh, that's how you see me. Oh, you're putting me at table twelve. Like, yeah. wow, I'm in the back of the room. It's like when I designed my seating chart, I didn't really do it visually. Like we just did it by number, and then like when I put everybody at their tables, I was like. 
oh oops like they're in the back like and yeah you guys were in the back of the reception hall too technically speaking and so like my closest family members were the furthest away from the dance floor to watch the first dance and which stuff. didn't stop me from spending the entire dance for sure on the dance floor but and then like I put- which you know which is another thing like when if you're the guest and you're seated across from somebody that you, that like does not know how to have a conversation or just steamrolls the whole conversation go with it it's okay mm-hmm. the the music's going to start in just a minute and chairs are going to empty up cuz people are going to be on the dance floor yeah. and you can go sit next to anybody that you actually want to talk to and you can talk to them and yeah. you never have to go back to your seat again for exactly. the rest of the reception so like just take a chill pill mm-hmm. and keep rolling yeah. and keep going and just but, be kind. Yeah. The assigned seat you'll be sitting in for 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, you can do this. Yeah. You, you you sit in your airplane seat and you deal with it for like probably three or four hours or maybe even 12 mm-hmm. and you live with it and you don't have to marry the person that you don't want to sit next to. Or um, you can. <laughs> there's <laughs> probably <why>. stories. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So be the gracious guest, but also be the thoughtful parent of the groom and the bride right. and in this situation john was the parent of the groom and he had a strong opinion about a seating choice yeah and he let that voice be known mm-hmm. so yeah if it's that important to you you know but again you got to pick your battles but right. again this is like th- their interaction as a family that needs that's a growth opportunity right. it's not they just need to about learn the tables how to, <laughs> the, the the young groom or whatever bride yeah. needs to learn how to advocate for themselves how to have boundaries with her with the mom there's again when when these things come up make note yeah. say this is an opportunity we need to grow in this area yeah. i'm gonna assess all of real quickly okay i could do this all day i know like, this right? is so much fun i know um, <laughs> the night before we left for John Alexander's wedding, we had a, a 3.30 pickup, mm-hmm. Air, uh, Uber, Airbnb, and we decided to go get some happy hour margaritas for some reason, thought that was a great idea, and mm-hmm. then we were just having such a great time when we got back here. Sarah and I, Jackson's mom, were sitting on the these chairs just like pretending to be recording a podcast for like an hour and a half. It was so fun. Oh. Um. Let us know if you want us to start a podcast and what you want it to be about. Actually. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're just sitting here like, you know, while Jackson's at work, I'm working from home. All She's things emotional for healing for steamrollers. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. So back to the story. I think the difference between because you were like, oh, I brought you a, a seating chart and this mom also brought her bride a seating chart is I asked you. I'm pretty sure on our planning checklist, we had, it was assigned to you. Okay. And then there were certain moments where I was like, no, actually, I think I want it to be, mm-hmm. you know, I think we just need to reevaluate how we're approaching it. Right. But it was your task. Okay. So if this bride didn't ask her mom to do Which, this, yeah. then that's the Out issue. Of yes. And like to decide. Which, you know, you could get back to like, it's helpful to have a spreadsheet with each little task that we talked about can be overwhelming because there's so many. And whose is it? Right. Delegation. Like from the very beginning. Right. The more communication, again, communication uh-huh. that you can have, the more things like that get avoided. Because right. when you double delegate, there's going to be conflict because people are going to be like, are you saying I wasted my time? You should, you know, I mean like, whoo! so just 
pre-decide who's going to do it. Right. And then if you ask them to do it and then they come back and you don't like it, then say, I love what you did. Acknowledge the work that they did, the time that they spent, and then say, I'm going to make these switches. And you just, you just do it. It's your wedding. Yeah. You know, but use it. Thank you so much for giving me this framework to work with. Mm -hmm. This makes my job so much easier as I tweak it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but Yeah. If the mom didn't know that wasn't her job, mm -hmm. she's just trying to be helpful. Yeah. But also like just tip to anybody out there. If you have a family member getting married, a good friend getting married, and they didn't ask you to do something, buy something, you know, show up in a certain way, you can ask them, hey, do you want me to do this? But don't just assume that they need that thing, that they need you to be present in some way. Um, because the odds are they got it figured out or they'll ask you for, for help. Or <laughs> or the day before the wedding when you're laying out in the sun because you have nothing delegated to you and there's nothing to do, <laughs> the mother of the bride says, we need your help. Yeah. So it may not even be the bride or the groom. Yeah. But, you know, when you show up with an available heart, you take off your bathing suit and you put on your work clothes and you go do what needs to get done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but, but having that available spirit, not yes. forcing your way, not just showing up like, yeah. I'm here to install the thing, yeah. you know, like, well, you know, but, but yes, if they ask you, yeah. do it. But even if they don't just have an available spirit. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I'd say typically, um, people getting married don't like surprises on their wedding day. Like just keep it, keep the surprises to a minimum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's already so many things that there, are happening. You know, that's a good point. Unexpected. Yeah. yeah. It's like. I don't save the surprise for the engagement party gift or like, I don't know, but it doesn't need to be like, surprise, here's a, a, a donkey or surprise, here's a, a guitar player or surprise, here's, you know, d Even decor. if it's something good. Yeah. They've already it, spent so much time and it, energy planning. Yes. Like, and like, it, so like if you're giving like a really big gift, you might, you know, $10,000, right? You're, you've got this check. It's your grandchild. You've, you know, saved for this, da, da, da. And you're going to hand it to them at the reception. They may not have the emotional real estate right. to process that gift, right. to respond in a way that's honoring. Like, it's better if you have some big gift to say, hey, your grandmother and I have something very special we want to give you. When's a good time that we can sit down? Because we really want to have a moment with you guys and yeah. tell you about more about it exactly and then let the groom and the bride decide like we've got 15 minutes you know two days before the wedding we'd love to just sit down with you know for a coke and just yeah. whatever it is you know and then they're prepared and then they can process and they can respond but like you're right the the bride and groom do not have the emotional real estate for like some big expectation from you right of how they're you want them to respond exactly that's a great point exactly and then okay so what else on this story Number three is, is this common that the mother of the bride unilaterally decides? I would say it's not common that they just decide it and say this is how it is. But I would say it's pretty common for the parents to be involved in the seating chart assignments. I, I agree. Because. Parents well, of the bride. Yes. Parents of the bride. Because even though it's like your wedding. They're you, the hosts. They're the hosts traditionally. And yes. some of these people are you know, they're your parents' friends and they love you, but your parents understand their dynamics with the other guests mm -hmm. that, are, that are invited better than you do. Like, I just, you know, I haven't, I haven't been friends with your friends in the same way 
that you have. Mm -hmm. Like, even though in the last five years, you know, 10 years, I'm becoming an adult and I'm becoming friends with your friends. It's Mm -hmm. just not the same. Right. And so it is, it's pretty normal to have parents of the bride involved. But again, it goes back to communicating how much you want them to be involved. Communicating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you just have to let them know how much you want them to be involved. Is it a certain list of people on the guest list that you want them to, you know, figure out where to seat them? Like, hey, I got the majority yes. done, but can you figure out where these people should go? Because even for your wedding, I, sorry, I had like, like all of your great uncles together. Well, there's a little scandalous history uh, in there. <laughs> and and my husband looked at the, at the cheat, seat, yeah. cheating. <laughs> Too close to home. And um, he's like, you're setting them at the same table? And I'm like, well, they're brothers. He's like, because anyway, TMI. He he remembered more than you did. Yes. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. We don't want them at the same table. It made sense from a genealogical perspective, but not a past history of hurts and Having a good time at the table perspective. Yeah. 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 So again, the more eyes on the seating list the better because I had good intentions and it made perfect sense. And you would, you looked at that and you didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. He knew things that would be a problem. Exactly. And thank God he caught yeah. that because everyone had a great time. Yes. Well, and, and every family has dynamics. Every family has their things. And friend groups too. You just yeah, never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just never know. Yeah, you Like you know. you know, who, oh, politically these people are going to have oh, better conversations. That was another thing. Your dad's like, you're putting... You know, this person and this person with this person is like extreme liberal with extreme conservative. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't want to be at that table. And I'm like, oh, good point. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm just thinking they know each other. Yeah. They're both from Houston. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. And he's like, eh, no. Yeah. Like he, but he's wise. He's very wise. So again, the more eyes on the list, I think the better. But ultimately, the buck stops at the bride. The bride. <laughs> But everybody, but everybody, well, I mean, it does because, you know, it kind of reflects on you, but also on on t-shirts, the buck stops at the bride, (laughs) something like that. I think also the hardest thing about seating charts is it is, it has to be a last minute planning thing. You can't, you don't know who's coming. Yeah. You can't make a seating chart first thing No, or else you're going to be redoing the seating chart every two weeks yep so and we even had somebody decide to come to your wedding what the day of the wedding or the day before like the week of they were and like oh when's the when's the wedding again i lost some yeah I thought, I thought i had missed it and i <laughs> oh i had missed it oh i can come and it's like we're like lucky for you great. we have an extra seat because we did we had a yeah. cancellation yeah and it all worked out but yes so mm-hmm you do what you can do exactly but you can't help the fact that it's gonna be last minute yes and We've talked about this before on the show is bridal brain. Decision fatigue. Decision fatigue. Bridal brain. All of that adrenaline as it, um, as you get closer to the actual date, there's just so much, like, I forgot that you guys had met our friend Jordan before the wedding and we literally had a whole dinner here together. Like it, but it was a week before the wedding and my brain was just in a thousand different directions and so it's hard to deal with this kind of problem when yes. you're in that that's the real headspace. estate i'm talking about like that that, that brain emotional real you can estate, only yeah. think about you can only think about so many things at once yeah and that's kind of your mental real estate 
And like, that's why you want to get as much done before the month before the wedding and then before two weeks before the wedding and before, like the more you can get done ahead of time, because the more you can do before the week of the wedding, the better. Because Mm -hmm. when you get into that crunch time, your mental real estate is occupied with the very immediate next things. And you can't be expected to remember all the things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So for this OP specifically, I think... At this point in your wedding planning, it's up to you to decide, is is this worth my emotional real estate? Am I going to hold my ground here with my mom? Or am I just going to say, you know what? They're only going to be sitting at this table for 45 minutes. After that, it doesn't even matter anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And you know how it's going to affect the relationship with your mom if you do yes. make a big deal. So you got to figure it out. Yeah. and There's not a, like a blanket answer. No. Because... Exactly. But I would say... Try and avoid this situation. <laughs> yes. For most of our listeners are not yes. in this situation. They're not going to be that guy. Yes. So like learn. Preventative care. Preventative yeah. care. Is communication. Have the spreadsheet. <laughs> delegate. Whose job is it? Realize it's ultimately the, the, the married couple. Yeah. Right. So like let them know I'm asking you to do this, but we will be editing it at the end. Yes. You know, so. Exactly. Over communicate. Yeah. Not under communicate. And for the parents, you can't be emotionally attached to you know the perfect seating chart that you spent a month building and then the you know your, your kid is like nope yep so you have to say okay yep not my wedding yep you know but yeah i think that would be my biggest advice for sure good, let's see good, good questions though yeah let's see what the top comment is uh, it is i personally would not let this go i think you'll have to decide how you want to handle this situation but this is how i would I would tell guests who have been told where they're sitting that there was a mistake and I would make sure that the venue had all of their names in the places I had chosen. I wouldn't tell them where they'll be sitting or with who, but that they'll be able to find their name on their place in the venue. I would draw a firm boundary with my mom surrounding wedding planning. I would actively say something along the lines of, if there's anything I need your help planning, I will ask you for that help. I don't need help with this and we will be going with the seating plan we've drawn up for our wedding. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, boom. But you know what also comes to mind? Hmm. So I gave my son the names and addresses of, you know, the people that we kind of talked about and everything. And he like confirmed he got all those things and he had asked for, you know, certain names and whatever. And so when I gave it to him, I told some really, really close friends, like best friends, you guys made the list because again, I'm not the parent of the bride. I don't have control over how many guests. Right. And it's ultimately the the list isn't up to me. So I'm like, you guys are on the list. Right. Like they asked for your address. Guess what? They didn't get invited. Yeah. And then it was like, they're like, we didn't get the invitation. I'm like, huh. So I checked in with my son and he goes, well, they're on the B list. And I'm like, huh. Oops. So I kind of had to like backpedal. So yeah. just like that mom went a little ahead of herself telling people you're going to be at this table with so-and-so um don't do that also don't tell people they're invited until (laughs) the invitation is in the mail let them tell you i got the invitation because like even (laughs) with sending out invitations we kind of were a couple short so it was like okay well we can put these two people in on the same invitation and we sent it to, but I didn't send him. Uh, so like until those invitations have the stamp on them and even afterwards, because we forgot somebody key. Yeah. And we didn't have an extra invitation to send. Yeah. I mean, uh, so like, don't get ahead of yourself in telling people that they're invited. Just say, 
you know, we, the planning is really exciting. Yeah. And I, I mean, just be vague. That's the key is that it is exciting. It and is you exciting. Can get excited and you can be excited. And you want to share information. And our friends are excited. And you want them to be excited with you. But and then, yeah, yeah, I overspoke. Yeah. And some so, things are just not your, your place at the end of the and day. And it wasn't my place. Yeah. You so, live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yep. All right. Next story. This is exciting. All right. Yeah. I like wet it. Okay. This one I felt like, you know, would not happen in our situation, but because there were two weddings in one year, you could at least like weigh in a little bit on because this is talking about two different weddings at once. Okay. So title is mother of bride prioritizing future sister-in-law's wedding and diet shaming daughter, me also getting married. Background. I got engaged a while ago, summer of 2020 but was finishing up my PhD and not concerned about getting married in the immediate future. Also, a job and house were higher priorities, also COVID. Now that all of those factors have been accomplished, we have saved up again to have a wedding. My brother got engaged to his now fiance, who we love dearly, last winter, 2022. Soon after, like a week, we found our venue. After all of the appropriate research and looking up 23 venues, their budget, their accommodations, etc., read we aren't rushed by their engagement it was our selected venue that rushed us since they will be closing for renos for two years after next year brother and future sister-in-law book their wedding venue for summer of 2023 the story prior to all this we fiance and i have been working out since early 2022 we joined a gym and have been religiously going two to three times a week I am not thin. I weigh 190 pounds. I put on 40 pounds in my PhD and I'm trying to get down at least a little. This year, we are trying to up going to the gym three to four times a week. I run 45 minutes and then lift various sets of muscle targets throughout the week. The goal is to burn 800 calories per gym visit. I eat a balanced diet working in veggie only and fish based meals. Also, future husband and I have minimized drinking to only two drinks a day and only on the weekend. I rarely snack. I even took diet pills for a bit. I'm getting cool sculpting on top of all of this. I already have a dress and it fits the frame just fine. This past weekend, I visited home and I ate a chocolate while chatting. I only had breakfast that day and it was 4 p.m. at the time. I finished it and grabbed a second and my mom said, should you really be having that? Just wow. I point out that was really rude. You have no idea what I have or have not eaten today. She did apologize, but I still can't get over it. Also, we were out shopping after dress shopping, and she made a comment along the lines of, well, you need to keep it that way, in regard to me saying I am very pleased about having having bought a dress and it fits me very well, and hopefully minimal alterations. Additionally, I know, (sighs) I know. Additionally, she has been way more involved with brothers and future sister-in-law's upcoming wedding. It is first in the order of events, but ours is very soon after. Granted, I did push her away after I got engaged and still working on a PhD when she kept trying to plan for our wedding. I asked her not to pressure me to plan as I had enough on my plate at the time and had other priorities. Since brother and future sister-in-law have gotten engaged, my mother has been very involved with them, helping to pick things out, helping plan, and overall very involved. I 100% don't mind this. I am much more laid back and low-key. We have a roughly 70-person wedding, whereas brother and future sister-in-law will likely be 100-plus and a bit grander. 
But when I have approached her about topics such as my venue for a consultation, just an afternoon chat, not asking her to visit the place, just asking her opinion to make sure nothing seemed out of place or outrageous as far as provisions and contracts went, or about dresses I found on Etsy, asking for her opinion of them with my body frame, she has trouble finding a spare moment to look at them and would rather do dishes or clean up the kitchen. So the TLDR, which is too long, didn't read. I am just feeling a little frustrated trying to gain the opinion of a woman who raised me and whose opinion I care about while also feeling fat shamed. Okay. This is <sighs> very real. Yeah. And, um, wow. Why do you think it's so common for mothers to feel like they have the place to talk about their children's weight so casually like that? Like, I feel like it's very common to experience that from a parent versus like any other, like, sibling or aunt or you know it's like why do you think that dynamic is there okay so there's there's probably a couple reasons um one is that some mothers try to live vicariously through their daughters Mm. and so i don't know if the mother is overweight or underweight if she's underweight it could be that this is a a uh, stronghold in her life that she actually is not okay with. I mean, right. she, like, like her being skinny has a grip on her that is really an imprisonment. Right. And she sees her daughter living in freedom and living, making these healthy choices. And she wants to like bring her daughter into her own shame game. Unhealthiness. Yeah. Yeah. Because she thinks she's doing good because yeah. she's, she's measuring herself to like this standard that came from God knows where. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, maybe the mom is like too thin and it's not even healthy. Or maybe the mom is overweight and she's like, well, it's too late for me. I'm already over 50 and so my metabolism just slowed down. But you can do something about it Mm because you're still young and you still have that metabolism. And so she's trying to like live through her daughter to like, I can't be thin, which isn't true, but you can. And so she wants to like, like, you know... You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. like when you point your finger at somebody, there's like three pointing back at you, you know? So there could be a little bit of that. But I mean, without knowing the situation, it could be either or. Right. But, but as women, we are shamed and pressured to fit into some unrealistic cookie cutter. Yeah. And... And we as mothers and aunts and sisters and brides, we have to figure out what is our relationship with that cookie cutter going to look like? Yeah. Are we going to like... (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. Gluten-free cookie cutter. Um, So are we going to like, like, you know, just like bleed out all our joy and and not eat anything good and and not drink and not do this, you know, to, to, to try and squeeze into that cookie cutter? Or are we just going to reject the cookie cutter and go over here? Like finding that balance for ourselves as women is key. I think the average dress size on the planet is 14. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you look at um, advertisements, it's like like five foot 10 in size four. Yeah. And they've gotten better about it. Yes. I mean, even in 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 Target and in Gap, the mannequins, there's like overweight mannequins now to make... They have a Clothes range. look good on normal people. And diversity, yes. And I appreciate that, but we have a long way to go because we have a history. Well, and you still see high fashion, most bridal fashion. Um, they're not modeling diverse models. No, they're not. They still because have that. Because still, five, and- what sells is Barbie. 
unfortunately. It's and still what sells. That's and why so all these of us advertisers have to get like, alterations because yes. these dresses are not built for 5'2", five to five 155 yeah. pounds. They're not. They're built for 5'10", 130 pounds. Yes. So um, it, it can be very hard. And I, it's so I'm hard. reading... It's just hard to be a woman. Yes. And I'm reading her... Feeling like she has to explain everything that she's doing. Okay, and for if I knew weight. this girl's name, what do do we know her name? No, I mean I know her account name is the Reddest Path. Okay, so Mrs. The Reddest Path. Excuse me, Doctor. Doctor. Reddest Path. Yeah. Um. You, you are with this guy. You are faithful to this guy. What I heard you say, Doctor Reddit Past, Reddit Past, Reddit Past, is that you you guys have saved up to pay for your own wedding, which is like, wow. Yeah, you're not even asking your mom to foot the bill. You guys have saved up for this. You guys are crushing it at the gym three times a week. Yeah. Burning 800 calories in a workout. Yeah. Like on a good day, I maybe burn 1,300 calories in a whole day. Yeah. Because like I brought a bunch of stuff upstairs, you know. <laughs> um, but to like crush it like that and to go like fish and vegetarian mm-hmm. and I guess I'd be pescatarian. Pescatarian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those vegetarians who also eat fish. Yeah. Um, but to like go to these lengths. I mean, you know what? No matter what your mom says, like you are crushing it yeah you are doing such a good job on filling your mind with good things filling your time with good things filling your relationship with good things filling your body with good things pushing yourself to get stronger and and you know i i I know that we in our hearts we seek our mother's approval we seek our father's approval and they're seeing through their own filter and it's hard. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, the Lord can meet you there and he can, he can, he can give you that approval in the meantime until you get it. But, but until you get it, um, one thing that I heard was like in the beginning when she tried to do this and when she said, don't eat a chocolate, but it still hurts. Like having, having yourself protected with not being offendable, yeah. Realizing she has her own filter and brokenness. Yeah. And, not taking and anything personally. Forgiving her for the chocolate comment. Forgiving her for the, you better keep it with that comment. And, and when you forgive somebody, and this could be a side note, and I don't know if it's going to make it in the episode, but when you forgive somebody, you literally say, I forgive my mother for the chocolate comment. I forgive her for the, the hurt and the shame that she put on me. And I forgive her. And if you held on to that unforgiveness for, 20 minutes or 20 days or 20 years you then say I repent from my unforgiveness Mm. and you say Lord would you forgive me for my 22nd 20 year whatever it is unforgiveness Mm. and receive his unforgiveness then to wrap it up when you forgive somebody you say Father God would you bless my mother would you heal that brokenness in her yeah that is that is causing her to measure and critique would you heal her and bless her and keep her and pour out your spirit of love on her and surround her childhood with love if it wasn't there like would you meet her in her childhood and even pour that love into her childhood i mean there's like powerful things that you can do to shift so that you're not walking in that hurt yeah you know like we don't have to stay there sometimes we land there but we don't have to stay there and it sounds like the mom because you said like this is again to dr the reddest um (laughs) The mom, when she was told, you know, just 
because yeah getting a phd working full-time working at the da, 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 da. yeah yeah full plate so was told step back but then the mom was offended yeah so and the took mom that as, you don't want me to be involved at exactly, all exactly has yeah. unforgiveness yeah so you can't force your mom to forgive you for when you said that but you can go to her and say i i think it hurt your feelings when i asked you to n- step back and I just want to ask your forgiveness. Yeah. Will you forgive me for pushing you away? Yeah. And give her that space. And she can forgive you or not forgive you. But yeah. at least you've done your part to try to bring her into a place of knowing her help is welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, say, give hey, her that. I might have said this in the past, yes. but I just want to make sure it didn't affect. And you don't have to defend yourself and say, I was getting my PhD. You shouldn't have taken yeah. it. Just, just humble yourself and go to her and say, I, I think this hurt your feelings. That wasn't my intention. And I want to ask your forgiveness. Would you forgive me yeah. for offending you in that way? Yeah. And then the mom is probably going to say, sure. It might not go through the other steps of, and may the Lord bless you and bless your wedding. And, you know, but that's okay. But you do your part. All you can, like you said in the beginning, like you can't control other people. Exactly. But you can't control you. Yeah. And so take the offense, forgive the offense, yeah. bless the person, bring your humility ask for forgiveness and try and clear up that triggering stuff that happens like at the end of the day what is your responsibility op and that is you know being honest about how this makes you feel maybe talking to your mom about it if you want to have that conversation or just deciding that's your mom's problem yeah and and you're gonna let go and focus on your wedding and her emotional healing will come when it comes. So the word responsibility, response, ability. You have the ability to respond. How do you want to respond to this? Yeah. That is your responsibility. Yes. What she does with it is not your response. Exactly. Ability. You can't control change your mom overnight. Um, And it sounds like this has probably been your whole life. I'm sitting here because I'm your mom. And you I'm are. like, is there any way that I've offended you? Please forgive me. <laughs> We'll we can do some deep soul work. Deep soul work. Yeah. Turn the camera off now. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Uh, but I do think. What was I going to say? Oh, it seems like this has been happening her whole life. And so. And a lot of times these aren't new problems. Exactly. It's just the wedding, the wedding is bringing it, it to the in surface. In a heightened level. Yes. Yes. But I would say, I think overall, it's a feeling of not being seen by her mom. Or accepted. Or accepted. Because like. Not only is she shaming you for your physical appearance, but she's not even showing up for what you want to be one of the most exciting days of your life. I know. And, and I'm the, just hearing like spirit of rejection. I'm like, yeah, break so, that off. And just, I mean, it, it, it's, there's a whole, there's like the spiritual what's going on. There's the emotional what's going on. There's the psychological yeah. what's going on. There's the physical what's yeah. going on. And, and navigating those layers of existence. This is really deep. Yeah, I know. This this was a deep one. This has multiple layers. It does. It's like but, an but, onion. But we do have multiple layers. Yes. And these things, when they hurt us deeply, we really have to look at kind of all four mm-hmm. of those layers and be like, how is this affecting well, me? Well, and I'm grateful that they went into all the layers because a lot of these stories, we don't have all the layers. And That's it's right. hard to be like, well, you know, I can assess this with what I know, but I don't, I don't know a lot. And yes. here, here we're given a lot more meat. A lot more. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's not just that your mom isn't showing up to help you. It's that... There's a deeper... Yeah, there's a whole story. Mm-hmm. So brides, grooms, people out there, fiancés, don't be ashamed of the fact that you have a whole story too to share. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this this Dr. Reddist. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, who gets her PhD? 
pays for their own wedding, goes to the gym, and it's like a freaking don't go-getter. don't let that desire for people's approval mm. be your your engine. Mm. Don't let that be your fuel. Yeah, because you may never get it. Yeah, you need you need to be you know you you have like like what do you want? Do what's pleasing to the Lord. Yeah, do what's pleasing to your soul. Like if this gives you joy, do it. But like it's a burden to feel like you're you're trying to measure up to somebody else's unrealistic expectations. Yeah. So like I just I just want to like break that off yeah. of Dr. Reddist. I know. And just be like, you're enough. Yeah. You're enough. Yeah. You're enough. I'm uh, trying to burn 800 calories every time you go to the gym is a lot. It is a lot. Like it's doable. I <laughs> know your stomach girl let's take a break and go eat some pizza yeah, and then hungry. we'll come back to this burning 800 calories oh at the gym gosh. thing yeah um but yeah it is very much that like yeah above and beyond kind it's of mentality and sometimes you just gotta let it go yeah and and it's not bad to get your phd and to do all those things but like let the motivation be joy and love yeah you know, and because you're, you're getting married, let the motivation be joy and love. Because I mean, I, there are people who who work their whole life trying to get their parents' approval, and they never get it. Yeah. And it's like that is so sad because yeah. there was all these flowers along the path that they didn't stop and pick and enjoy because they were like thinking they were going somewhere. Yeah. Enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. enjoy the learning, enjoy the growth. And if that comes, great. But that's not what defines you. Yeah, you're already and don't amazing don't put that pressure on your wedding to be like what brings your mom back that's to you or something you that's know? a whole nother yeah <laughs> an episode of yeah. what your wedding isn't exactly yeah we'll have a separate episode on that so focus on you focus on what makes you happy you're you're paying for this wedding on your own like you get to do you boo to the full extreme so <laughs> enjoy it you know mm-hmm. okay let's see what the top comments are here um it was that way with my mom my first wedding was at a Knights of Columbus Hall, as my first husband was a member. Next, she had me pick out a secondhand wedding dress, forced me to have my sister as maid of honor. All in all, it was a nice wedding. My sister, on the other hand, got married in a dress from a bridal shop and had her reception at an expensive hotel. And when her son was born, it seemed like my two sons ceased to exist. The sun rose and set on my nephew's head. Oh, Dang. Yeah. And someone responded to that. Sometimes life is not fair, but I believe that people like that always have a moment of karma. It's just a matter of time. Which is also sad. I know. I know you don't want to wish that anything Mm-mm. bad comes to anyone. Mm-mm. I don't like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, I just want freedom for people. You yeah. know, I don't want the mom to be because whatever her to get relationship what is or, with the cookie cutter. Yeah. I want her to be free from that, too. Yeah. Um, someone else said, sounds like you are winning, even if it doesn't feel that way. She's She's, definitely winning. She is nosing around brother and sister-in-law's wedding because you won't let her control yours. Honestly, enjoy the peace. You will have the wedding you want. They will have the wedding mother wants. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. You do you, boo. (laughs) Like, have fun. Yeah. For real. Okay. Next story. Title is... Why do brides dictate what the family is wearing? Or try. (laughs) I don't mean people in the wedding party. I mean mother of bride and mother of groom. The general rule is no white ivory unless the bride specifically wants everybody to wear that and they wear some other color. I see so many posts, quote, my future mother-in-law got a dress that's red, blue, whatever color, and I don't want them wearing that and they didn't ask me first, am I missing something? 
Am I just too relaxed about my wedding? My mother bought her wedding day outfit and I simply said, okay, I want to give a hoot that it's red. It has nothing to do with me. And again, I understand completely if somebody is wearing white that it isn't my question. It's when it's literally any other color. Okay, so I personally did not buy my dresses without running them past you for your wedding and my daughter-in-law for their wedding. Yeah. I care. And, you know, I think even the the mother of the bride, I think I also sent it to her um, because you are going to be in the pictures, right? Yep. And And so like, okay, mother buys a red dress. Well, that's great. But if the bridal party is in a burnt orange dusty color and you're wearing the red if you were going to have like a big group photo uh that might not be the best color yeah so you know why does the bride care because she's probably the one that's going to get some pictures blown up and put them in her hallway or above her fireplace and keep them there for you know 25 years so she's got pictures of her her grandkids or something right right? so so let's let's let the bride if she cares she cares yeah if she doesn't care that's great that you who wrote that don't care you do you boo mm-hmm. right but but if the if it's important to the bride then let it be important yeah. to the bride because you know when whenever you're talking about wedding planning and wedding everything it comes down to priorities you know and so you can't it doesn't ha- each wedding doesn't have to be all the things to all the people but it should reflect what's important to the bride exactly like for you guys it was the food quality the wine quality the the beauty of the venue you wanted the natural flowers you you know like because you guys, you're, you were like, they were so cute. They were like little hippies. They were so <laughs> cute. And like Jackson didn't even wear shoes. I yeah. mean, they were just like with the earth. So like it would have been weird to have this. When we met, not at our wedding. Just not at the wedding. <laughs> he did wear <laughs> he shoes at the shoes. wedding. Yeah. Um, with socks, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So like, um, but but like honoring who you guys are yeah. was what was important. And for John Alexander and Callie, like – they're not alcohol drinkers and they're not, you know, da da da. But they so, love house music and that's why. But they love house music. Their playlist yes. was the way it was. And they're super into fitness and it was like, it was a workout on the dance floor, <laughs> is what it was. So, so like, you know, but it should reflect what's important to you. Yeah. You know, and, um, and their food was like delicious. But it, you know, were they organically sourced ingredients? You know, probably not. Yeah, but, I don't know. but you know, it's like just so. Back to the does why does it matter to the bride with the well because it matters to the bride what the mother in law is wearing yeah so if it matters let it matter yeah it's her wedding and if it doesn't then it doesn't yeah and there are some brides who care what everyone is wearing they want everyone wearing yeah. the same color they want and like yeah. I you know I had a formal dress code and I wanted everyone to wear long dresses not everybody wore long dresses did I let it be the end of my world no did somebody wear jeans. Yes. Yes. Was it still a wonderful wedding? Yes. Yes. Did I? And was that person honored? Yes. Yeah. And did I let, did I have red wine to spill on them because they wore the wrong outfit or whatever? No. You know, it's like. It's like, no, you let, so, but you can do that. You can say, here's what I want. And people, if they, if they want to come under that, but some people just are hot. Yeah. And wearing a long dress is like asking them to wear like a wool coat Mm -hmm. in, on the beach. And they're not going to do it because they have to take care of themselves. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, people are going to wear what they wear. You can you can express that. Um, I think it, at our, at your brother's wedding, it was like, 
formal but coat optional yeah it was like the, formal the, attire but where you can wear a short dress yeah, to a long John dress Alexander wore tux, don't wear jeans but then changed into a suit he changed he did oh, i didn't even notice yeah he did yeah oh okay yeah that's so funny i know and yeah. so did she she took over wedding yeah, dress and wore yeah, something else and so like just yeah if yeah. it matters it matters but you yeah like from the very beginning of this program you said you can't control other people yeah you can say, here's the dress code. And then, and like she did, like, but, but jackets are optional. I love you that know, you, you can this put... a program. <laughs> From the beginning of this program. News alert. Breaking bridal news. Yeah. But you know, you can't control other people. Yeah. But the more information you give on that invitation, like black tie. I mean, I went to a wedding, Haley's wedding. Yeah. Where it was like long dress required. Yeah. I mean, it was very explicit and there was one person yeah. who was at a table of honor who was wearing a short dress and they weren't dishonored, but it was like, they obviously didn't read the fine print yeah. on the invitation. Yeah. And, you know, so. It is what But it again, is. like if you can't afford it, still go to the wedding and don't wear the long dress. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. And if you're super self-conscious about it, you can always ask the the bride or the family of the bride, hey. This is all I have. Is this? A, is that okay? Yeah. Whatever. Am I going to yeah. get kicked out of the party because I, yeah. you know, and, my and ankles like, are showing? Yeah, and like it literally didn't matter. Yeah. I happened to notice because I I went and bought a long dress. Right. I didn't already have something yeah. to wear. And that's the only reason you're noticing. That's the only reason yeah. I noticed. Because I'm like, oh, like, you know. <laughs> Soft required. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I kind of felt bad for her because I thought, you know, is she looking around feeling like. She's the only one mm. in a short dress. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, DIFY, do it for you. Um, if it brings you joy to know that the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom are going to be wearing specific colors, specific shapes. Communicate. Communicate. But if you don't care, like this OP, then great. One less thing you have to worry about as what a bride. What does OP mean? Original poster. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Reddit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm like Ocean Pacific. I'm from the 80s. <laughs> this OP. Um, no, because it, it sounds like she is a bride planning a wedding. And mm-hmm. she just is like, am I supposed to care more than I do? Yeah. And no. if you're asking yourself that about anything, the answer is no. No, keep moving. Like, yeah. don't question why you don't care about if it. If you don't care about the linens on the table, <laughs> if you don't care about the lighting, if you don't care, you know, yeah. it's okay. But, no. you know, I have an open mind too. Mm-hmm. Because if the DJ says, and we can add this lighting, you know, he's done this a lot. Yeah. And it's you can kind of like reason. look into it and yeah. be like, because when you get there and you see the difference it makes, you're going to be like, Wow, because you don't you're not a DJ, you don't know. Well, the odds are you didn't tour the venue. Like we at had night. a dance floor made for your thing, like yeah. not a whole but like a vinyl. A vinyl custom and dance I'm like, floor. do we need that? Yeah. But it made a difference. Yeah. It defined the space, it made it special. And the, it made the pictures so, just it brought everything together, it branding did. wise. It did. Yeah. It did. But again, totally unnecessary. Have an open mind, but yeah. But just because you don't know about it and you don't care about it doesn't mean it's not worth thinking about. Exactly priority that's fair i told her to just move on immediately think about it a little bit question okay why why do other people care about this and it's because oh we're gonna have family portraits they're gonna be walking down the aisle they're gonna be in the first row in those pictures or their past history while at my wedding this was the color clashing situation you know right if they have that opinion you're right there's a reason so so opportunity to get to know one another better yes it's okay to not care but know why you know just go understand why people care in the first place so that you can you can have your backup if if your mom is like are you sure 
you don't have a color that you want me to wear and you just you need to know why you don't have a color you know it's just kind Mm -hmm. of like i don't care you do you boo (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh oh my gosh you looked so great at both of the weddings i had fun yeah you did okay well i feel like I have two other stories that we could read, but Bridal Babes, you just let me know if you want me to have my mom back in the studio again where we can do all things like drama because these other two stories I think are just not, they're not like relatable, like, oh, I can learn and, you know, take away something to help me with my wedding planning. It's more like, ooh, give me the juicy details of like, she did what? I would have never expected that. So you guys let me know if you want stories like that to be talked about in an episode with my mom because she will gladly come back you just heard her she's like i'll be here every day if you want me to (laughs) (laughs) but honestly you know me and like it when i when i hear these high drama stories i'm probably gonna hear like the hurting little child inside that meanness and whatever because i mean people are in general good and when they act poorly it usually comes from a place of like hurt hurt something missing you know, some longing, some disappointment. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to get a little deeper than what you see and realize if this is popping up, yeah, it's because there's this and just love into it. Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's the only approach I want to have to the dramatic stories because it can be... It's, it can be so easy to judge somebody. Yes, it's very easy like, to be... Like call them a steamroller, which I did. I'm like, you know, the steamroller, you know. Yes. But like, it, so name calling is easy yeah. when you hear it's one side of catty. the story. It's easy to be ugly about these things. It is. But, and that's why I, I, I want to have a good balance. I want to make sure the things yeah. that we're talking about are fruitful or that are, are like uplifting at the end of the day because yeah, and productive because yes. like it's not going to be helpful to you if you know you have this going on and we sit here and we judge and yeah. name call yeah. and throw people under the bus yeah exactly because in life if that's going to be your mother-in-law she's going to be your mother-in-law <laughs> till the day that she dies yeah. and so let's get it right yeah let's not because you know when you talk bad about somebody behind their back and then you're with them there's something on you from that that they can read. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where like you're with somebody you and they're, they're, something has changed in them. Yeah. And you can kind of pick up that they've been talking bad about you or hmm. something. Or and like so they feel like, some type of way. Yeah, yeah. So you want you don't want to like put that on yourself. So don't vent. Don't gossip. Don't yeah. complain. Yeah. Like pray. Yeah. Talk to somebody who's actually going to give you good advice. I'd say biblical advice. Yeah. So I don't um, want this to be like, yeah, the gossip ch- channel. I want it to no. be like advice column, you know? Yeah. Whole, wholesome, heart-focused, <laughs> joy-bringing, laughter-bringing. Yes. And also a little bit of shock factor here and there, but, you know. Because reality can be shocking. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Reality yes. has drama. But no in matter summary, what. I would say that being a parent um, of a daughter and or son getting married not to each other of course that'd be weird although i will tell you that i have a friend who um her father was widowed and his son met a girl fell in love got engaged he met the the you know fiance's mother and so the boy and the girl got married but the parents the the widowed mother and father fell in love and they got married like mother like son is it one of those things? so literally <laughs> literally their daughters and son their daughter and son were married oh to God. each other so uncomfortable fast forward 
daughter and son get divorced <gasps> parents stayed married so they're no longer husband and wife but they're still brother and sister so uncomfortable so like there's like a story for every situation yeah it's a little crazy yeah but anyway being the mother of a groom being a mother of a bride is like it's such a privilege i yeah. have i have been the parent that had nothing to do with a wedding and i respect that and if that's what that child wanted they got what they wanted and i respect that and i honor that yeah um because it's their wedding it was their wedding yeah and so um so it, I just recognize that it's like such an honor and a privilege to just be invited into the process. Aww. And so um, so don't take it for granted if you're the parent. And don't take for granted if you're the child that um, the amount of honor that that bestows and the joy that it can bring. Yeah. Um, but communicate and have boundaries and do all the things. Yeah. But, um, but it's just been a really exciting year. Um, yes, the year of, of the family growing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I went from having four children to having seven children and two grandchildren. Whoa! In a year and a half. So that's like a riddle. Like, like kids, how'd she make it happen, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh. it's an honor and it's a privilege. It's a responsibility, and it also like when you're in these roles, you have those opportunities to like see these things come up and grow through them. Yeah. But don't fight it. I think I'm super grateful for the role you played in my wedding, being the mother of the bride me um because we pretty much did up till the wedding day like we did everything mm. and you were lots of dresses trying on yeah and well and i decided to i really literally just... gave away my wedding dress because i didn't want any of my daughters to wear it because that meant we wouldn't go shopping for dresses I had like another white dress that my mom had given. She goes, I know it looks like a wedding dress, but you could wear it. I'm like, it's a wedding dress. So I actually had two and I just gave them away. That other one was from Neiman Marcus. It was beautiful. And I'm like, nope. Because for me, the shopping for the wedding dress was like such a a privilege, such a, just to, just to, to be oh, there. Yeah. Yes. And so we got to do lots of that. Yeah. And I only brought my mom. I decided there was one day where we did the, I brought we did a couple thing. of people with yeah. me from even, Houston. Even FaceTiming a little bit. Yeah, but it, I just didn't want it to be a big group and a big thing where mm -hmm. everybody was like, try this on, do this. You know, like it's, Yeah. I already tried on 100 dresses before because of my job. Um, but doing that with you was very special. It was special. And my so. daughter-in-law, I said, like, I'd love to be there, but if I'm not, that's okay. And I held that loosely because mm -hmm. I know it was special to me and we didn't need Jackson's mom and it would have been nice. Yeah. But, but like I was, I, that was a sacred well, kind Kelly's of thing. Well, Kelly's like, she's a low key bride. Like she's I think she waited bride. until like two, but, but two they months didn't, before you know, the wedding to get the They didn't send me pictures. I didn't see it ahead of time. And it's yeah. like, it's up to the bride. Yep. I don't need to be there. Yep. But again, flexible, so, but not insistent. Yeah. But, Parents out there, just read the room. Also <laughs> uh, speak directly about things. <laughs> don't just yeah. read rooms. Yeah. But like. If, if you have a low-key kid who just wants to have, you know, 30 people and a beach and, you know. Or five. Appetizers. Yeah. Like, you just got to go with the flow. Or if you have, a, a like, someone who wants a very over-the-top party with 200 people, like, do what you can to make that happen for and them. And guess what? If it's that you want the big wedding have a like rededication wedding for yourself and your husband. Yeah. I mean like you do have you. the big wedding for you. Yeah. Like don't you don't have to live vicariously through yeah. your kid. 
have a big party. You don't have to invite all of dad's work friends to your kid's party because you can have your own party. Have your own party. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Lo and behold. Who knew it was that simple the whole time? <laughs> yeah. How many parties can we have in one year? <laughs> but you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah. communication. Communication. Communication, baby. Love it. Well, thanks for coming in the studio, Cynthia. My pleasure, Catherine. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> and bridal babes, again, let us know uh, what you want us to talk about next time my mom's back in the studio. Um, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. And going into the Christmas holiday season, make sure you send bridal buzz to your newly engaged friends. Proposals are about to start popping. Um, oh, yeah, that's and we true. are ready mm-hmm. to start helping people. And Big announcement coming soon. I can't wait to show you guys what I've been working on for our newly engaged friends. I'm so excited to share this. Mm -hmm. So y'all stay tuned. Um, Slide into my DMs with all the juicy stories and questions. And we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.